Welcome to the podcast of ideas. I'm Rob Lyons. So now we know. The referendum on the UK's membership of the European Union will take place on the 23rd of June. David Cameron, who has in the past demanded fundamental reform of the EU, only managed to ring the smallest of changes to the UK's position in Europe after the EU summit last week. So should we stick with the EU for all its faults or vote to leave? Last Thursday, just as the summit was getting underway, I talked to filmmaker and Brexit campaigner Martin Durkin. Martin has enraged environmentalists, the left and fans of big government with TV shows like Against Nature, The Great Global Warming Swindle, Britain's Trillion Pound Horror Story and Margaret, Death of a Revolutionary. Now he's raising money through Kickstarter for Brexit, the movie. We talked via Skype, so apologies for the sound quality. Uh, the arguments so far have largely been by people on the political right, and many have made what I suppose you could call Little England a case for Brexit. Now, I'm a cosmopolitan guy who believes in free trade and free movement. I love Europe. You know, I love the food, the culture, the nice weather. And we have many things in common with Europe as well. So why should I vote to leave the EU? Um, well... I think you should vote to leave the EU because it's really important that we have control over politicians and the bureaucrats who uh, create the rules that govern us, our own laws. You know, I think it's, if you ask someone, do you think it's right that we should understand the system, constitutional system under which we live, that we have control over the people who are in political power, that they pass laws after we've debated them and we have some power to repeal them. They'd obviously say, yes, you know, is democracy a good thing? Only a loon would say no. And yet that's what's at issue. I mean, in Europe, there is a system which few of us understand, run by people who we don't know, who we can't remove from power, who have the power to pass laws that we haven't debated and which we have little or no chance of blocking or repealing. And it seems to me that that is... Uh, lunacy. That is not what we should want to live under. Yeah, it's interesting you make the case in terms of uh, democracy, because I think that issue has been sidelined a bit in the debate so far. And two other issues seem to have been uh, to the fore, shall we say. The first is immigration. I mean, I think free movement is a good thing. And I think many economists would say that immigration has been a net benefit to the economy. So does leaving the EU really mean pulling up the drawbridge? Do you have to be a little Englander to want to vote out? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, like you, I'm a swivel-eyed libertarian, so I think it'd be nice if everyone could just go wherever they liked, uh, you know, at all times ever. But uh, I know that people are, uh, are concerned about immigration. I think it's wrong to caricature people who are anxious about mass immigration as just a lot of, you know, UKIP kernels. I think that, you know, a lot of people are have concerns which are obviously legitimate and they're not awful people for being concerned. You know, you, people are worried about hospital waiting lists and housing and all sorts of issues and you know edu- not being able to get their kids into schools and so on and so forth. I mean, personally, I think all of those problems are caused by other things. I think once you have the state provision of services in a lot of different areas, then queues form. We know from the Soviet Union that the state is not very good at providing stuff and that queues form. And effectively, that's what happens when you have heavy state involvement in education and health care and housing over here. But a lot of people are concerned about uh, immigration and that's part of the mix. But the whole point is that we should be having that debate ourselves and that we should decide. And when you talk to Eurosceptic politicians and even you know, people like Nigel Farage, who obviously is sort of hated by people on the left, they're not against immigration. They're talking about, you know, we should be open in whatever form to the whole world, not just to Europe. 
So, you know, Farage, for example, says, why can't we be open to the Commonwealth? Well, I would say, why can't we be open to everybody? And if there are going to be immigration restrictions, then we can talk about what those should be. As I say, I'd, I'd like to see none. But um, that, again, should be a national debate. It should be a debate that we have about the laws that we live under. The other big issues so far has been the economy. I mean, we do do a lot of trade with the EU. The City of London is the home of finance in Europe, and there's potential that all that could be threatened by Brexit. So how could we not be worse off if we voted to leave the single market? Oh, I think that London would be far more threatened um, inside the EU than out. I mean, it's an international centre and it's threatened greatly by EU regulations and laws, which are you know directed against London. I think generally the offer of uh, the, the idea that there are all these EU jobs that we'd lose is absolutely fanciful. The EU is an economic disaster zone. Try telling the teeming millions of unemployed in France and Portugal and Spain and Greece about all these EU jobs. It's complete nonsense. And of course, we'll continue to trade with Europe. It is an absolute fiction that in order to trade with anyone in the world today, you need to be part of their constitution or indeed adopt their currency. You, you can trade with the US. You don't have to be part of the US. You don't have to have the dollar. The US sells stuff to Europe. Japan sells stuff to Europe. Europe sells stuff to Japan, South Korea. Everyone is trading with everyone else. We do not have to be part of the European Union. It's been said so many times that Europe exports more to us than we do to them. It's said that there are three and a half million jobs connected with industries which involve exports to Europe. But there are twice as many jobs in Europe, six, bordering on seven million connected with industries that export to or directly involved in exporting to the UK. And obviously, you know, Mercedes-Benz is not going to want to lose those jobs. The idea that trade equates to the EU is absolute nonsense. There are two countries in Europe that are not in the big countries that are not in the EU, Switzerland and Norway. For head of populations, the Swiss export five times more than us and the Norwegians export four times more than us. And the Swiss are twice as rich. So, you know, this is just complete nonsense, frankly. It's interesting you mentioned um, Norway and Switzerland. I mean, would you look to either of those as a post-Brexit model for the UK? Or maybe they're special cases? After all, Norway's got a lot of oil and uh, Switzerland has a very peculiar relationship in terms of banking and has numerous other industries. Um, So what kind of relationship do you think we should have with the EU if we do vote to leave? I don't think you can dismiss Norway and Switzerland because, you know, they're, you know, they are among the most successful exporting nations in the world and they are not in the EU and an awful lot of their exports go into the EU. It just shows that you do not have to be in the EU in order to export to the EU. And, and indeed, you know, lots and lots of countries around the world export to the EU and the EU exports to lots of other countries. It's simply, you know, this is simply garbage. And the, and people say, oh, the regulations, you've got to, every, country that you export to, you have to abide by the regulations of that country. If Germans export to America, they have to abide by American regulations. If if South Korea exports to Japan, they've got to abide by Japanese regulations. That's just what exporters do. I mean, we make lots of TV shows for America. We need to abide by, you know, and so on and so forth. That's just, you know, part of what happens. In terms of what kind of exit we should have or all the relationship, I don't think it's very complicated. We Personally, I think we should have a unilateral free trade policy with the rest of the world, follow the Swiss model of trying to establish 
free trade relations uh, with everyone. And indeed, you don't necessarily need a trade deal to do that. You just say, right, as far as we're concerned, it's free trade. Absolutely. Um, Going back to the question of democracy, I get the impression from many people who want to stay in the EU uh, that they don't trust our politicians, that they see them as failures and would like to keep as many decisions away from them as possible. Do you see that as a problem for the pro-Brexit campaign? Well, I think that a lot of politicians, I think, are drawn to Europe because there's a system where actually politicians aren't very accountable. You know, we don't really know who they are. We're not quite sure what they get up to. Um, and hence, they get away with murder. I mean, there are in Brussels, I'm just about to go filming in Brussels, there are 10,000 politicians and, bu- and bureaucrats in Brussels, 10,000 who are paid more than the British Prime Minister. You know, the expenses system, which I'm going to be looking into, you know, which is unbelievable, incredibly corrupt, the special tax that they all pay, incredibly low taxes, you know, all the perks, this sort of stuff. And, you know, they have really secure jobs because we don't really know what goes on there. And if you're a member of the political bureaucratic class, it's lovely not to be held accountable. I mean, it's a pain in the bum in Britain that you, you know, your job's up every four years. You know, if you step out of line, the Daily Mail is going to be on your back, you know. So I can understand if you're a member of that political bureaucratic elite, the administrative class, if you like, Europe really appeals. So while we're on the subject of filming, let's talk about your new project, Brexit the Movie. What is it? You know, what's it going to be about? And uh, tell us a bit more about how you're trying to fund it. Well, the film is, the aim is to have something that's really funny and fast and enlightening and persuasive and you know, doesn't pull any punches to do everything that you obviously will not get from the BBC nor really from Channel 4 or any of the main broadcasters to stridently put the case, as I see it, for um, uh, leaving the EU and why the EU is a pretty proper thing anyway. And so we thought, well, why don't we uh, raise the money on Kickstarter? Because a lot of people must feel fairly animated about this. So that's what we did. And the response has been extraordinary and quite moving in a way because, you know, there's 900-odd people now have put money into it. And, you know, they're real people who you know, putting what they can afford in, who are obviously feeling you know, terribly animated about the subject. And, but I'm so conscious that this is real people with real money. It's not like getting a dog the cash from Channel 4 to make a, a film. This is suddenly an enormous burden of responsibility to make it good. Are you still looking for money? Oh, we are. The, um, the funny thing with Kickstarter is you've got to get to your target, otherwise you can't have anything. And so we've got, I think we're in the 60-odd thousand mark now and we're trying to raise 100 um, so we're still rattling the can a bit hoping to reach the target otherwise it will all go away which is rather worrying how would people go about supporting the film they go on kickstarter on the internet interweb and um and then they look up brexit the movie and um there it's, it all sort of explains uh, on the uh, on screen and then you know you just sort of make a donation and then if we get to it then the donate that our target the donation comes to us and now there are all these perks that we've got, you know, from badges to, you know, come to the premiere party and all that kind of thing. So uh, just to conclude, uh, what, do, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, do you think we're going to leave the EU? Well, I'm so actually buzzed up about it at the moment that I think it is going to happen and we are going to leave. And I think it's an incredibly healthy thing, um, obviously, for all the uh, above reasons. And the other thing is, I mean, David Cameron seems to have been almost campaigning for Brexit because there he is and he's just brought it home to everyone that A, we don't know how this system works. Even they, our politicians don't seem to know how this European system works, you know, how to get an agreement through, you know, how to make it bind, all that kind of thing. 
we don't know who these people are. You know, this guy, Donald Tusk, who, you know, no one knew until a month ago, you know, turns up and we're asking him permission to um, make a very minor change to the benefit system, as far as I can see. So, you know, it, it just comes home to everyone that there's a system that we don't know, uh, run by people we don't know. You know, we can't make these changes ourselves. Uh, Martin Durkin, thank you very much for talking today and apologies for the uh, technical difficulties. Cheers. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for listening to the Podcast of Ideas. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts or subscribe to them, visit instituteofideas.com forward slash podcast. 